Hi, from the Salvation Army, you're listening to Words of Life. Hey, and welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Chris Benjamin, the producer of Words of Life. Believe it or not, today we are starting our Easter series. Joining us for this series is our good friend, Major Ruth Prieto New. She's a Salvation Army officer, and she's really just become a good friend of the show and uh, a good friend of ours. And being bilingual, she's also currently doing a similar series on Palabras de Vida. So if you have any Spanish-speaking friends, send them that way and they'll get to enjoy the same series. Visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org to learn more about the show or any of the shows produced by the Salvation Army Soundcast. This year, all Salvation Army churches in the Southeast of the United States are prioritizing discipleship. An essential component of discipleship is prayer. While on earth, Jesus taught about prayer and spent much time in communion with the Father, and He's calling us to do likewise. It is this spiritual discipline that we will be discussing here at Words of Life for the next five weeks. And I pray that the Word of God will convict and encourage us to prioritize prayer in our daily lives. The scripture selected for today is found in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7. through 7. I invite you to join me in reading this passage, and I'll be reading from the New International Version. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, Go round and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Have you ever run out of time to solve a problem? Ever run out of options or resources? Have you ever asked yourself, what do I have left? And the answer is nothing. I have nothing left. When we're at the end of our rope, we might want to give up or abandon faith or run to the wrong answers. But the Word of God in this widow's story gives us a template on what to do when there is no apparent solution for our problem. Let's start with the fact that the woman had a problem. Let's go back to verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah, says the scripture, Your servant but husband is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. This widow had incurred heavy debt because she had little income. 
Her husband, the source of income for the whole family, had died. And now she had a home and children to look after all by herself. Now the creditor was coming to take her son's payment. I cannot even imagine her pain. But we shouldn't be too quick to judge the creditor. He had the law on his side. If we go back to the book of Leviticus, chapter 25, we read that if any of your fellow Israelites become poor and sell themselves to you, do not make them work as slaves. They are to be treated as hired workers or temporary residents among you. They are to work for you until the year of Jubilee. Then they and their children are to be released, and they will go back to their own clans and to the property of their ancestors. Because the Israelites are my servants whom I brought out of Egypt, they must not be sold as slaves. The woman knew the law, and she was desperate. She had lost her husband. She was about to lose her children. We assume she had lost all her earthly possessions because when Elijah asked what she had in the house, she answered, your servant has nothing there at all except a small jar of olive oil. She had nothing but her sons. She had arrived at a dead end. She was at the end of a rope, the end of her abilities, the end of her resources. The good news is that God was watching out for her amid her tragedy. And so God sent Elisha to help her at the right time. Philippians 4.19 reads, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. There's a beautiful hymn of the church entitled, He Giveth More Grace. This hymn expresses a sentiment, especially in the second verse. Let me read it for you. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the days have done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. When we have exhausted every avenue, our loving God waits at the door to provide a solution. Notice that the writer doesn't give us many details about this woman's life. We don't know her name or the town she was from. She wasn't known or famous like most of us, but she was known to and loved by God. We too may think ourselves insignificant. Still, like this widow, we are known and loved by the Almighty God. He cares about our particular needs and all the details of our present situation. He is involved with all of His creation. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Like the widow, we can always count on God. And if we pay attention, we'll be able to see the solution. That was the first thing she did. She paid attention. Again, the scriptures don't give us details, but we can imagine she looked out of her window, trusting that God will help her somehow. Then all of a sudden, she sees Elijah outside and she cries out, Elisha, Elisha, and runs out the door to meet him. Amid your circumstances, are you paying attention? Do you know how loved you are by your heavenly Father? Are you trusting in God's grace to provide for your every need? If your answer is yes, let's see what happened next.
Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. There is nothing like a good problem to get us closer to God, right? So what should we do when in trouble? Like the widow, we should seek God. So what did she do when she ran out to the good prophet? Although she went to the right place, her faith was clouded by her family service record. She said to Elijah, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. Sometimes, even when we seek God and his help, we come to him thinking of our spiritual credentials. Lord, please help me because I have been a church member for this many years or because I've spent money on missions or because I've supported this church building project. In his letter to the Romans, chapter 9, verses 15 and 16, Paul explains, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. He goes on, it does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. So amid our problems, yes, let us come to God, but always in the right frame of mind, always looking for mercy. He's a merciful and good God. So let's approach Him asking for favor, not because we deserve it, we don't, but because our Father is loving and kind and wants to bless us. What did she do next then? Well, verse 3 tells us that the woman found the solution in others. The scripture says, Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Now, God usually answers our prayers by sending people to our aid. The woman knew this about God. She knew about Elisha through her husband and trusted that God would use him to help her. One of the many beautiful things about the church is God's people coming together to form a community where we help one another. That was Jesus' design for his church from the beginning. Not a building, but a living organism. He compared the church to a great vine where we remain connected to him and others on the branch through God's love. He said in that same passage, which by the way is found in John chapter 15, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Elijah also understood this concept of community since that's his approach to answering the woman. So he tells her to ask for help. And in going to her neighbors and asking for help, she found the solution. I've always said that it is not good for Christians to go through bad stuff alone. The truth is, we cannot survive without community. We were created to be part of the family of God. So when we are at the end of our rope, our first step should be to reach out to God and the second to reach out to other Christians. Paul writes to the Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So when in trouble, we need to go to our pastor, our spiritual mentor, that one person in the family of God that we trust. And we need to share our needs because God will use others to provide for us. So what happened next? Well, the woman ran out of space for blessings. The scripture says that she replied, There is not a jar left. Then 
the oil stopped flowing. Notice what the widow thought was insignificant became miraculous in God's hands. When Elijah asked her, what do you have in your house? She answered, nothing, just a tiny flask of olive oil, just a small flask. My friends, what seems small to us, God sees as a grand opportunity to show off his love and care for us. So we may think we have or are little, that our talents and resources are too small to be used by God. But when we entrust it all, he can turn something insignificant into something wondrous. Remember how Jesus fed 5,000, which is some bread and fish? God multiplies a small offering to benefit many. All she did was surrender what she thought was too small and let God do the miracle. Now, you're probably wondering, weren't we supposed to discuss prayer today? We are. Ultimately, this story is about prayer. It's about a woman asking God for help through a prophet. And when she did, the miracle happened. She became vulnerable and the Lord rewarded her humble spirit. So if you feel today at the end of your rope, approach God in prayer, remembering that He cares for you, your family, your circumstances, and your needs. May God bless you today and always. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. You can subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Good.